0: everyone, and welcome back to another enlightening episode of Endpoint Pulse, your go-to podcast for cybersecurity insights and awareness. I'm your host, Bhuvi, and today we are diving deeper into the world of cybersecurity with our special guest. But before we jump into today's discussion, let's take a moment to reflect on our previous episode where we had the pleasure of hosting Karthik Ji, Exploring the Security Landscape of Australia. If you haven't listened to it already, you can catch that episode on our podcast page or search for hashtag Endpoint Pulse on your favorite streaming platform. Now, let's turn our attention to today's guest. Today, we are crossing continents and heading to Greece to chat with Joseph Salam, a seasoned security engineer with Channel IT. Joseph, thank you for gracing us with your presence today. To kick things off, Joseph, could you share a bit about yourself with our
1: listeners? Yeah, hi, Bouby. thank you for uh, for hosting me for this event. Uh, my name is Joseph, as you said. I, I am from Cyprus. I work in Channel IT, who is a distributor for managing Engine in Cyprus, Greece, and Malta uh, for, I think, uh, the last 20-something years. Um, I am a managing Engine uh, Engineer, let's say, certified in the UEMS suit. Um, I have been with Channel IT for four years now did more, around 100 something projects on, on UEMS. Uh, thank you for uh, for hosting me, actually. That, uh, that's interesting. I mean, to, to be here, uh, it's amazing. Wow,
0: that's pretty impressive. Now, 100 plus projects with Manage Engine is no small feat. So what first drew you to Endpoint Center from Manage Engine?
1: Of course, uh, basically, uh, as I said, it's like, uh, it's, uh, there are the, it's a, a tool for the it's your right hand when you are in the IT sector and generally in, in, in the IT in general and cybersecurity and all that because what happens is that even if you are let's say a first level technician or a, let's say a security officer or an IT infrastructure, Endpoint Central is the product that you need uh, by your site at all times and this is why because let's say if you're a first the level technician, you have the capability of uh, uh, logging into users' computers and doing support. And, I mean, uh, that happens with uh, a role-based access, so uh, I am a first-level technician. I don't see anything else beyond uh, what is assigned to me by the the manager of the department. So I can, let's say, support all the users to the console. That's one aspect which is very helpful. Mm -hmm. From the same course, now if we go to the infrastructure guys, we have uh, patch management and all that, where you have the capability of automating your patching. You can create policies and schedules and everything, and, and all of that, I mean, uh, they simply work. I mean, what I do is I offload uh, from me all this manual process of upgrading our systems, I automate them, and I just uh, uh, go and verify that all the automation tasks that I placed. They they work and they completed successful. And if we go to the security side, where vulnerability manager comes and uh, accompanies patch management, where I can see, uh, or which vulnerability applies to which patch and vice versa. I mean, which patch will uh, close which vulnerabilities and CVEs and all that. I have the capability of covering more than three teams in one department. Uh, with uh, three several, uh, uh, let's say, uh, three different types of needs under one console, one dashboard, and everyone does its job based on the role we we provide.
0: Hmm, every organization has different needs, but to address it, they need one product. And by what you just said, Manage Engine seems to have that umbrella suite of products. Um, Can you share a specific instance where you used it to combat a cyber attack? So, did it live up to its umbrella claim?
1: Yeah, actually we have quite a few. Uh, I mean, if I take it, let's say, more broad and then go into a specific situation is that everyone that has an infrastructure, the first thing they are wondering is that what uh, CVs and what vulnerabilities exist in my infrastructure? That's the first question that everybody does. I mean, uh, uh, okay, I do patching, but what vulnerabilities do they apply? Do I cover all my bases or no? That's the first thing. And then the second thing is that um, uh, countering um, an attack, it's of course very critical. We had Mm -hmm. a case where the client, How can I explain this? Okay, Uh, what happened with this client is that he had a major breach, okay? They restored everything from their backups, but uh, when restoring, they had like, there was a Trojan malware inside the backup that they backed up. It was probably there for quite some time. And uh, when they did restore the, the, the backup from after the breach, the Trojan reinitiated to execute again uh, the malicious process and uh, because we had implemented uh, uh, UEMS and uh, we had the the security addition and everything anti-malware was able to detect that suspicious behavior was going on on the on the machine and it blocked the process so Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to this type of let's say management what I need to know Mm -hmm. is that okay, we brought the backup back from a backup. I mean, that's crucial. I mean, even if your backup is is affected because uh, malware sit there uh, inactive for for years sometimes, you don't know Mm -hmm. that uh, if you have an incident when you're bringing your backup back, that uh, after the restoring of the backup of of, of the VM or of the server, a malware attack will not happen. You cannot be sure of that. So implementing, uh, uh, the security edition of uh, the UMS product, uh, it will cover. I mean, uh, you will have a higher possibility of detecting this attack if it happens even after you restart the backup. That's important, and that's very, I mean, that's crucial.
0: True, Joseph, you're right about dormant threats like trojans, which can be remotely activated silently. Incidents like these highlights the importance of having a robust endpoint security solution in place. Given that Endpoint Central integrates both endpoint management and security solutions, how seamless was the implementation process for you?
1: Well, quite a few, not only me, but generally in the team. I mean, uh, I remember one of my first projects uh, almost five years ago was uh, a shipping company where they we have to, we onboarded the computers of each ship uh, in the Endpoint Central console for patch management and everything. And I remember the first ship that we had to abort was in the South China Sea, and we were in Greece. So, I mean, that's quite a distance. And a couple of days, when we implemented the solution and everything, we managed to install the agents. And then when the computers detected patches needed and everything, we placed them in a hard drive locally. And then the guy, the IT guy of the company the plane went to China and then went on board on the ship and installed the the hard disk in the local uh, area network in the lo- in the local uh, network there in a repository server where it distributed the patches. So everything was like I mean, it was impressive on board the ship, but was remotely I mean in the other side of the world literally. And then this guy took the patches literally it was like 250 gigabytes and uh, ships they don't have like high bandwidth so you have to take mm-hmm. the hard drive uh, in person to plug it in in order to patch the machines and we mm-hmm. on board for that company if i remember like 50 ships mm-hmm.
0: with
1: 50 the same 60. scenario yeah with the same scenario that's that was one of the first uh, projects that i did that uh, i still remember today which is amazing and if let's say not only on the endpoint management side but for example we have a client that it's a it's a shipyard they Mm -hmm. handle all the uh, shipyard uh, the incoming and outgoing ports of of the country Uh, Mm -hmm. and they have like these things that they carry all these big containers everything is managed through ipads so Mm -hmm. we had to onboard on uh, the endpoint central console about 100 ipads of managing uh, all these uh, carriers the big ones that they carry the, the containers imagine uh, before onboarding the client the client had to go physically to get the mm-hmm. it had to leave his office and go in the shipyard to find the ipad and fix it if there was a problem and i mean imagine the time frame and the logistics needed from someone mm-hmm. to leave from his office and has to go to the shipyard to find the iPad and fix it. If there was a problem, we are talking about a machine that is 30 meters high, not mm-hmm. more. So it's mm-hmm. a very big thing. So, onboarding the iPads on the UMS, we manage, I mean, the IT now sits behind his office. There's a problem. The guy calls in like five minutes, has a remote view access on the iPad to troubleshoot without leaving his screen and his office. And, uh, the logistics, I mean, went from like, let's say, an hour to five minutes in wow. literally. And yeah, so imagine the time spent and the money needed in order to, to achieve something like this and edit using. Yeah, and not only, I mean, I'm, I'm not talking about only Windows devices or servers and everything, I'm talking about multi platform support uh, from, from Unix to. To, to Mac to iPad to Android to Chromebook even I mean uh, even you mean with NDA, OS? Like? yeah I mean it covers basically any OS that uh, any enterprise infrastructure might have and uh, because we deal with managing every day they are so agile I mean if we have a feature request to ask I mean we go to the engineers and we ask I mean mm-hmm. to the through the support we need this. And then they come mm-hmm. like a, a month later even, and they will say, okay, we have discussed this with the development team is in the pipeline, we will be able to have it like, let's say in six months or in a year, and you will be able to do this and this and, and then they build on from there. So features, they get enriched like, uh, just to give, uh, let's say context, Manage Engine releases a patch for every product, every, almost every month. so. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's either minor or a major upgrade, you mm-hmm. every month we will have to do an upgrade. So every month, either bugs get fixed, fixed or new features get. Fixed. So it's there, constantly. I I know there is support. I, I can go on the website and talk to a guy, to a live chat, and there is a support guy there to help me, to to to, to listen to the problem that I am might facing with a client and take it further, and if I need support, they will come back.
0: Mm -hmm. It's clear Manage Engine offers more than meets the eye, with multi-OS support and personalized support beyond basic online chats.
1: Not only that, I mean, we are here. Manage Engine, uh, the way it operates and the way we like, I mean, I am here, uh, I do the project uh, through a Manage Engine product, I know the product, I am certified, I did the trainings and everything, and Mm -hmm. the client knows. Uh, mm-hmm. there is no, I mean, because we are locally, there is no lo- language barrier. He doesn't have mm-hmm. to deal with anything. He will come to us, we will deal with the, the product and we will deal with Manage Engine and the relationship and the partnership that uh, there is. I mean, uh, the client trusts that uh, the solution will do what it says and uh, that the project will be finished within the time frame and then we will not have like a uh, okay, we deployed it, but it's uh, half working or not working at all, because we know the guy, we see the engineer, we can, they are approachable and that's that's important. I mean the relationship, the people's relationship is very important in being able to to, to do projects in scale like this.
0: Ah oh, Joseph, you beautifully summed up the importance of customers' business relationship, which is not just selling the product or raising a ticket when there's an issue. All that matters is trust, like you just said. What advice would you share with aspiring cybersecurity enthusiasts in building trust and expertise?
1: Okay, what I say every time, thank you for your kind words, uh, firstly, but uh, uh, this is not an easy path. It's a struggle every time because what we see, I presume that uh, uh, others see it as well in their regions is that, I mean, imagine we are... Uh, we are in 2023, I mean, basically, human race went to the moon. So I cannot think that everything uh, that I imagine, infrastructure-wise or IT-wise, is not possible. So think about uh, having the capability of automating uh, your IT infrastructure, your patching, your uh, being able to do remote management. Uh, I mean, I am in one country and I have like 20 offices and I can manage them all remotely. I can. Uh, I can have like a visibility of what is in my infrastructure even I have if I have multiple sites and everything. Cyber security is not uh, being above three screens 24-7 and monitoring each vulnerability manually, finding what came out. Cyber security is mitigating what comes like uh, in, in a huge batch of vulnerabilities, because every day you see vulnerabilities getting exposed, being able to manage them easily and effectively. I mean, I can log into the console and I can see in 10 minutes that last uh, yesterday 10 vulnerabilities got released, and I know through the console that there is a patch availability, there is no exploit or there is an exploit status, so I have to patch immediately or not, I know what the mitigation is, I, I don't need to go uh, searching online uh, in forums or in uh, release notes or in articles. What happened? Who announced what? I just log in; it's there, and I just act on it. Cybersecurity is all about action. But before acting, you have to have correct information. If you don't have correct information, and uh, I mean a reliable information, you cannot act on it. What is the the effect on the infrastructure if I act on something with uh, having half information.
0: Wise words, Joseph. Knowledge and proactive action are key in safeguarding against cyber threat. And that brings us to the end of our episode. But before we wrap up, I have one last question for you, Joseph. I'm just curious, you know, what led you to choose cybersecurity as your
1: career path? Okay. I I mean I have been dealing with computer systems since since uh, primary school since I remember oh, like 25 that's years now.
0: Early. That's pretty early.
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I I remember myself doing this stuff. Then uh, uh, the internet came in 1998. I remember having an internet connection and dial up back then. So yeah. I have been online for like 20 something years. Mm-hmm. So that's quite a long, long of time and uh, being, a, being able to experience uh, with the internet, uh, let's say, at the early stages and coming on now, I have seen uh, online vulnerabilities and, um, I mean...
0: Uh, Variety of vulnerabilities,
1: a probably. Yes, I mean, I, I used to play with stuff when I was a kid. Okay. To, okay. Let's say, I used to do stuff that uh, others would think, uh, okay, that's cool, but how do you do it? So, being able to, to do stuff on, let's say, on the other side of, uh, of the vulnerability and then uh, finding out that what you do might, let's say, do harm people, makes you consider if you want to, let's say, stay on that path or follow the ethical side and change sides and being able to, to help organizations to cover their bases close their vulnerabilities and being there in uh, i mean being on the back side where someone needs help you have to be able to provide this help to to assist him in covering his bases in vulnerabilities i mean i've seen so many stuff uh, online uh, and generally uh, not only on the internet but the vulnerabilities exist everywhere so it's like Uh, being able to find the vulnerability is a way of life i mean it's in your mentality if you see the threat or no so if you are able to see the threat then basically you can understand what the vulnerability is and i mean it's not a job for me it's a hobby that i do also to get paid
0: Thank you so much, Joseph, for your insights and time today. You have given us valuable perspectives on practical cybersecurity and the power of tools like Endpoint Central.
1: Thank you very much for hosting me, and uh, uh, thank you for the chance to speak and reach out to the world to say uh, that uh, automation is key, but doesn't mean that uh, AI or automation will replace our jobs. Uh, Automation tools and AI in generally are here to enhance our skills and improve our productivity through the day and being able to assist us in so many tasks that we do along the day. They are not here to replace, at least not for now. That's what I do.
0: You're right, Joseph. AI isn't a replacement but a tool to enhance our capabilities. Thanks again, Joseph, for joining us today. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. Remember, cybersecurity is not about fearing technology, but understanding it and harnessing its potential. Until next time, this is Bhuvie signing off from Endpoint Pulse. Stay tuned and stay fortified.